Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. So you heard this week was like the last day for Blackberry. Like that was it. Blackberries are dead. I actually did hear that story. And I know one person who still uses a Blackberry. And it's not me. You held on to your Blackberry as long as you possibly could. I do have the, my old Blackberry somewhere in a drawer somewhere. I mean, yeah, you should keep it. It's not obviously the battery's dead and, you know, I can't turn yeah. it on, but it's somewhere. Yeah. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip, so today we're going to count down uh, the guilty pleasure songs that each of us have on our phones. But before we get to that, a few things I wanted to chat about. I started watching a bunch of new shows recently. And keep in mind that most of these shows are on regular network television. So it's not like I can binge watch most of these. So I have to wait, you know, a week to see the next episode. So it's still too soon for me to know if I like these shows or not. But I just want to tell you what I'm watching. You're like one of the last people that watches network TV. Congratulations. Thank you. One of them is an ABC show called Abbott Elementary. I've seen, I think, three episodes. Never even heard of it. No, I I didn't think you had. I didn't think you had. It's actually set in Philadelphia, and they talk about the Eagles sometimes, so you might like it. Okay. Um, Another one is called American Auto. That's on NBC. Never even heard of that either. No, of course not. These are all new. And then there's two Canadian shows, both on CBC. One is called Son of a Critch, and the other one's called Run the Burbs. And again, I've only seen like two or three episodes of each of these, so it's too soon for me to tell you if I like them or not, but we'll see how they go. I want to ask you a question, though, about something else that you're watching. Go ahead. I uh, logged on to my Disney Plus account today, and I noticed uh, that uh, it says, because I lent you my password, shh, quiet, but Don't tell anyone. I, I saw that you, you're all the way up to episode seven of Only Murders in the Building. Well, <laughs> you read my mind because that was the next thing I was going to mention. Um, yeah. I started watching Only Murders in the Building yesterday. I've seen the first six episodes. There's only four to go. Right. So I'll be finished probably today. Mm-hmm. It's a funny show. I like it. Yeah. It's like you can't really... I was worried that you were going to say you didn't like it because I recommended it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then they told me... We watched episode one, like him and his wife watched episode one. And we're like, you really like this show? I didn't think, like, they didn't like it. I was, and Diane, my wife was like, what? Like, she was shocked, you know? Because, like, how do you not like it? It's like Steve Martin and Martin Short. They're hilarious, right? Okay, but I have to say, I was a little confused after episode one. You told me a lot about it, so that helped. Yeah. But I was a little bit confused after episode one. And so I wasn't sure, like... Is this supposed to be funny? Is it supposed right. to be a drama? Is it supposed to be scary? Like, not scary, but like, because someone actually gets murdered. So um, I, I was a little confused, but now some of the questions that I had have been answered. Like, for example, I didn't understand why Bugs Bunny kept popping up because they didn't explain it. It just happened. Yeah, that was dumb, actually. they Eventually, they explain it, right? Eventually, but, like, it, but not until like two episodes later. Yeah, yeah. I guess... Uh, I guess the genre would be considered a dark comedy. I don't know. Is that what you think? Or? That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Um, there are there are there's some reasons that I find it funny that some people like because you said to me you did warn me not warn me but you told me yeah. you know they use like this piano riff that sounds a oh. lot like the the podcast serial. It's like, incredible. You're you're a hundred percent right. I don't know how they got away with that. 
when you're into podcasts like we are, we do one, we listen to them, and then you don't listen to true crime podcasts. Well, you did listen to serials, so like, but like, if you're into that all stuff, there's a lot of inside sort of jokes, right? Like inside stuff that you you find amusing, or you're like, oh, things that you you get that maybe other people I have to explain to my wife. I'm like, oh, the Tina Fey character. Did you get to her yet? Yes, yes, yes. She's supposed to be like Sarah Kane, host of exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, it's a good show. I uh, will probably finish it today, and um, that is that. But I understand that um, you have like a backlog of listener mail that we have to get to. Mailbag. Not even a backlog. It's like, it's just a lot of good feedback from our our very devoted um, legion, or maybe team, or maybe I don't know what you want to call them, or from our fan base. So I just want to give a big shout out to Jason from Code St. Luke, who sent us a screenshot. Thank you for that. It helped solve the puzzle of the shots on goal from game six from the playoffs of the Canadians Leafs last year. So me and Josh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that. It's really weird because I'm sure I looked on NHL.com. Like I I went back and looked on NHL.com and it's there, but I'm sure I never found it at the time. Right. I, I did go to that website after Jason sent that screenshot, but also, yeah. you know, when, when we first did that episode, when I was doing the research, I went to NHL.com. That's the first site I went to. If they're not going to have it, who is? And I could not find it. Unless it was just on the side and we didn't know. I don't know. Anyways, right. forget it. Let's just call it like a momentary lapse of judgment on our part, maybe. Who knows? Okay. Our friend Jesse in Texas, the host of the Set Lusting Bruce podcast, a uh, couple of things he sent to us. He he tweeted about our best of the year episode, and he he mentioned that he liked both our picks for our favorite movies, Coda and The Big Sick. He enjoyed both of those movies. Nice. He also sent us his list of TV shows and movies that he's never seen. I won't read you the whole list. I'm just going to give you the, the cliff notes, <laughs> or maybe they're the skip notes. Um, he said he's a big fan of the show Suits, by the way. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Some of the shows that he has not seen, or movies also that he hasn't seen. One he's he's only ever seen one episode of the X Files, which I found amusing. Oh, I'm that would have been a good of... one for me to add to my list. But you've never seen it at all. I mean, or... I've seen like an episode here and there, yeah, but same you thing. Know. Yeah, he's never seen the Goldbergs. He he specifically mentioned that like he knows that we're big fans of that show. He's never seen The Wire, and shockingly, I don't even know how this is actually possible. He's never watched Law and Order, any of the franchises, which I find like really, really difficult because it's always on. Like it's on all the time. I've never seen any of the new ones, only the the original, original one right. from way, way, right. way back. That's the only one I've ever seen. But like Law and Order SVU, which is like the one that's still on now, that's it's in its 20th something season. It's been on forever, right? So that's kind of weird. And some movies that he never saw. The Usual Suspects, which I know we're both big fans of. I like that movie. Uh, Fight Club. I never seen Fight Club either. I like that movie too. You do? Yeah? Yeah. And he also said he never watched the second and third and current Matrix movies. Well, and he was smart not to do that. Now, I, I, wrote, I, I included this in my summary of his email because I love the first Matrix movie. I absolutely love it. And then... I saw the second movie came out and then the third movie came out and I was like, those look like trash. I'm not going to see those. I don't want to ruin the first movie. Like I have a great impression of Matri- the Matrix and I'm, I don't, I don't want to ruin it. So <laughs> the second and third look like trash. <laughs> Didn't another one just come out like a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they make a, they made a new Is movie. Is that the third new. or the fourth? 
That's the fourth. Okay. Uh, our our friend of the show, Derek, I mean, he had to comment. I mean, he's the one that brought us the topic, right? Of course. So he, he said, great episode this week. One of my favorites. It was laughing out loud throughout with some of your confessions, in air quotes. Um, by the way, he says, The Wire is really a great show. And um, it gets better. Like, we both said we couldn't get past the first few episodes. He says it gets better as the seasons go on. And uh, he wanted to tell you and your dad that, yes, Meghan Markle does have a much bigger part in Suits as the series does continue. So I guess we're not the only ones. Like, people watch Suits, I guess. I don't know. I know. A lot of people watch it, actually. I, I've spoken to people that I work with that watch the show. Right. Going back to our uh, our Christmas episode, Josh, Matt Sanderson, our friend out in British Columbia, who's the host of the Nooks and Crannies podcast, he sent me a, a, a direct message on Facebook saying, I'm going to write read it exactly he's like honestly bro do i need to watch love actually <laughs> this is yes what he you do you absolutely yeah. do i said yeah it's a good movie especially like around the christmas time we don't even celebrate christmas and we like the movie yeah it's a great movie um and then we had a new new listener natalie a friend of mine out here in pierrefonds and she messaged me and i'll again i'll just read you what she wrote to me she said schindler's list question mark Shocking. <laughs> Actually, I do have an update. Since we last recorded, I have finally watched Schindler's List from beginning oh, to really? end. Oh, really? Well, I mean, of course, it was it was it was not easy to watch. There's no question right. about that. Which is probably why yeah. it's taken me so long to watch it. I mean, I do recommend that that everyone watch it. There's no, you know, everyone should see this movie. What can I tell you? I, you know, I don't even know what else to say. It was okay. just it was difficult to watch. It's a it's a good movie in 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 terms of movies. Right. But it's, you know, it's a true story. So that's another reason. That's the main reason why everyone should should watch it. it. All right. I guess I have to watch it. Anyway, so Natalie messaged me in shock that I didn't see Schindler's List. And then she also said, by the way, I could not get past one episode of Game of Thrones. Now, she suggested a topic for us. And it's kind of weird. And I don't know if we'll be able to do it because, you know, we don't like to do a lot of (laughs) pre-work. We absolutely don't. So she said we do the reverse of of that of our of the top of that topic and we should do shows that we watched that got canceled too soon. Okay, I can already think of a few off the top of my head, but I won't okay, say Okay, so maybe yet. this is a to- maybe this is a topic we can do then, right? Sure. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening, Natalie. I was thrilled to get your message and to hear that you listened. Um and I just have one correction from last episode. I feel like uh I feel the shame, Josh. Okay, let's hear it. I incorrectly called the steps where the Rocky statue is and where the Rocky movie takes place of him running up the steps. I called it the Philadelphia Library. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually the Philadelphia Art Museum. I knew it I knew it right away, and I don't know why I said the Philadelphia Library, but anyways. And since I've never been there, that's why I didn't even bother correcting you. <laughs> right. So, Josh... Guilty pleasure songs. I had this on the back of my brain for like over a year and finally added it to our list of potential topics just a few weeks ago, not knowing how you would react, but uh, you reacted very favorably uh, and you reacted so favorably that you actually requested a uh, amendment to our top seven list and asked requested a top eight, which I was able to, you know, accommodate. accommodate. Well, yes, because when you told me about this topic, I obviously did my homework and I actually, I think I had gotten to 18 songs on my phone that I would, that that I would classify that fall into this category, Mm. but I didn't want to list 18, 
But the thing is, the eight that I've picked, I really wanted to mention all eight of them. So that's why I asked you to add one to the list. So just to tell the listeners how we're defining this, you even asked me this before we started recording. By the way, how do you how did you come up with your list? Like you asked me the definition of the guilty pleasure songs, and and I told you it's songs that you have on your phone. They have to be on your phone. They have to be part of like your regular sort of listening rotation. You know, if you put shuffle on your phone, which I do often, I just shuffle all the thousands of songs on my phone. If this song comes up, you're happy to hear it and you're gonna turn it up. But it's also got to be a song that you're a little bit embarrassed that you like. And, and, and of course, music is extremely subjective, right? M- some of my guilty pleasure songs here are going to be someone's favorite songs of all time, right? right? And some of the songs that we talk about when we do episodes about Ben Folds 5 and, and about uh, Weezer, you know, people are, are looking at us like, who are these losers that like Weezer? You know, like, <laughs> like, so, I mean, obviously it's very subjective. So, like, I mean, but, but I'm just saying, like, I picked my list because I have also, like, a lot of honorable mentions, but I tried to pick the songs that I thought would be most embarrassing, like, to, to admit, you know, in, in a way. So, so a few general comments about my list before I get into it. Yeah. So, First of all, all my songs are between were released between 2010 and 2012. So I don't know why that happened. It was just a coincidence. So only a span of two years. Well, that's that's a weird thing right there. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. Maybe those two years I was having some brain cramps. Who knows? Mine are mine are like fully like 1975 to 2020. So the other thing is half of my songs are collaborations between two different artists who normally mm. don't sing together. Mm. And so it's possible that one of the artists is someone I would never listen to. And the other one is someone that I might listen to. Got you. Um, what are the chances that we're going to have any songs the same? I say zero. We might, we might. And then, and then one last thing really? before, you before think we, we might? get into like, the list. I, honestly, I say zero chance. Well, I mean, do you have any songs between 2010 and 2012? Because you can answer the question right now. 2010 and 2012. Uh, well, I have definitely one song from 2010. Yeah, only one. And that's, you definitely don't have that one. So the other thing I wanted to mention about my list in general is that the way, the way I ranked them. So, I mean, it's not necessarily that the first song on my list is my favorite of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that the first song on my list, well, the last one that I'm going to say is the one that I think you would be most surprised that was on my phone. That's how I rank them. That's good. I like that. I was thinking about this yesterday because I know how much you hate power rankings. You've t- you've expressed your your loathing of power rankings because it's such an arbitrary thing. So basically, though, the way I've ranked my songs is some kind of um, skip uh, embarrassment song power ranking where it combines the embarrassment factor, but also how much I like the song, right? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so let's get into the list. Number eight. Um, number eight on my list is a song from 2010. So this is it, Josh. If this isn't on your list, then we don't have any of the same. And that's the song Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. So it's not on my list because I don't think I've ever heard that song. Well, I was wondering if you've actually ever heard any... Sometimes I think you might not have know the songs I'm going to even say, so it's going to be kind of weird. So you don't know Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. It was I've, I've super... heard of Nicki Minaj, of course, but yeah, I don't know that particular song. It's like her big breakthrough hit. It was like 
top of all kinds of charts and you know Nicki Minaj she has this weird rapping style but this song is good because it's super catchy and it has like this actually nice vocal part too um and it's one of these songs that like when I if it comes on in the car I'm like oh let's pump this up Nicki Minaj <laughs> All right, great. So we're off to a roaring start. Yeah. Number eight for me is Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. Oh, such a great pick. <laughs> like, like on, okay, look, it's not on my phone, so I couldn't choose it, but that is such a great pick, and it's it's exactly, exactly in the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish here today. A hundred percent. Number seven. Number seven for me. So, like, I I feel because yours, you're, you've already said your list is, like, fairly recent songs, it's going to be pop, right? I have a lot of country influence on my, uh, on my list. Okay. So, um, my number seven is the song Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Now, you have to know this song. No, right? of course I know that song. Yes. came out in 1975 it was like some apparently like i don't know it like then but like a mega hit in country and pop i mean i i remember this hearing the song as a kid on the radio right like you'd be driving i driving in my parents car and then rhinestone cowboy would come on and like i mean i never gave it a second thought you know like when i started getting into music it was like there's no way i'm gonna listen to this and then one day i saw this glenn campbell on an awards show and i was like Man, that's a great song. <laughs> and and it's in my it's in my playlist now. It's in my my phone. So Good for you. And people yeah. who are old enough to be your parents would agree with you. Right. So, number 7 for me. So, you know, when I'm going to tell you the names of these songs, you might not recognize them, but then when I tell you who the artist is, you should mm-hmm. recognize them. Okay. So number seven for me is Airplanes by B.O.B., but it's the, the version featuring Haley Williams. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I can really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I can really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Yeah. I'm I'm a very well aware of the song. Now the thing is, there's the disadvantage. The advantage for me is that I have kids and and my wife that listen to top forty radio. So in the car and my kids, obviously being teenagers, like yeah, I know that song very well. My daughter absolutely loved that song, right? So I heard it millions of times. So now I don't know if there is a version of this song without Haley Williams, because I've, I've never heard that, but you know how I when you see so. a song, when you Google it, it tells you, you know, this is Airplanes featuring Haley Williams, meaning mm-hmm. that she's not the primary artist here. The primary artist is B.O.B., yeah. but it's the Haley Williams portion of the song that I really like, because I really like mm-hmm. her voice. Number six. All right, number six for me. 
you know Beyonce has to make an appearance on any kind of list like this, no? Well, okay, I figure she would. I almost didn't want to include this song because it's not embarrassing enough because the song is actually absolutely brilliant. And that's the song Drunk in Love. Do you do you even know like Beyonce's music? or I'd have to hear it. I mean, I know her songs, but I'd have to yeah. hear it. I don't know them by title. Right. So it came out in 2013. It's like it's almost too good. It's not it's 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 only embarrassing because I'm saying I like Beyonce, but whatever. Um this is the first song that like when I heard it, it made me pay attention to Beyonce. Because before that she was just a bubblegum pop singer, right? Like it was she was just a pop singer that I heard on the radio that I never paid more than 1 second to. And then I heard this song and I was like, "Oh. Maybe Beyonce is like a legit artist, you know?" So that's well, she is. Drunk in Love. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, in my in my eyes. Anyways, that's Drunk in Love. Drunk in Love, we'd be all night. Next thing I remember is our beautiful bodies grinding off an egg Drunk in Love, we'd be all night. Number six for me is Coming Home by Diddy. Dirty Money, but it's the version featuring Skylar Gray. So again, <laughs> wow. Again, I really like Skylar Gray's voice and I really like the parts of the song that she sings and that's why I really really like this song. I'm coming home. Who is Skylar Gray? Is she someone that I should know? Or I, I don't know. Like, I don't know any other song by Skylar Gray other than this one. Number five. Number five for me, Josh. It's Dua Lipa. I know someone who would love this, this pick. Didn't you date someone who was a huge Dua Lipa fan? I did, yes. I haven't spoken yeah. to her in many years, but yes, yeah. she'd love this pick. So- so this is this this is from 2020. It's the most recent. It's still a popular song that you hear on the radio now. It's called Levitating. It's like a huge mega hit, you know, like uh um I don't listen to a lot of top 40, but this song is really catchy, super addictive. I actually have more than one Dua Lipa song on my phone, not just this one. <laughs> believe it or not. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I like Dua Lipa. I think she's I think she's good. I mean, it's not my style of music, but she's she does great in her genre, you know? You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar boo, I'm levitating. The Milky Way, we're renegading. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Awesome. Okay. Next for me is from 2010. And this is another collaboration between two artists. And I think you'll be surprised because neither of these artists are on my phone other than this song, I guess. It's a song by Eminem. It's featuring Rihanna, and it's called Love the Way You Lie. I love it. And again, again, the Rihanna portion of this song is, to me, the best part of the song. Like, if it was just Eminem, it wouldn't be on my phone. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. That's all right. 
But you don't even like Rihanna anyways, but this song No, yes. but this song is great. Number four. All right, four for me. I already talked about the country influence, Josh. Would would it shock you to tell you that that I have more than one song on my phone from Dolly Parton? That would surprise me, yes. <laughs> so number four on my list is Dolly Parton's song, Here You Come Again. which came out in 1977. Um, it was like a really, apparently, like, again, this is a song that you know because your parents played it on the radio when you were a kid, you know? Like, that's the only reason. Like, I, I was aware of the song already. Um, but then in researching it, I found out that it was like a huge breakthrough for Dolly Parton because it was like number one on the country charts, but also like top, I think, number three on the pop charts. And um, it's a song that like, if it comes up on my phone, I'm just going to, turn it up and sing along you know is the other dolly parton song nine to five no the other dolly parton song that i like is jolene but that's like a really famous song you know like also so i think i've heard of that one yeah okay number four for me from 2012 and so we sort of have a repeat artist on my list this is another Mm. collaboration it's it's a song by rihanna featuring mickey echo and it's called stay shocking that you have all this like you don't go back in time further than 2010 you know again mickey echo this is the only song i know by mickey echo so right i i don't know mm. maybe there are other songs by mickey echo that i might like if i heard them but this is the only one i've heard right right number three number three for me josh instrumental i have a few instrumental songs on my phone but i don't consider them guilty pleasures it's from 1985 and it's by David Foster, and it's the love theme from St. Elmo's Fire. That's a great song. That shouldn't even be on this list. <laughs> I'm not talking about the song that, with the lyrics, like like the Man in Motion. That's a different song. No, this no, is... no. I, I think I know which song you're referring to. Yeah. This and, is and, like... and if it is the one I th- I'm thinking of, it shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> you want me to play it for you? <laughs> okay.
okay, maybe I guess you're saying it shouldn't be on this list, but that's what I'm saying. It's subjective, right? Like like a couple of years ago when we were in lockdown and St. Elmo's Fire was on, and this 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 theme song recurs over and over and over throughout the movie, right? Like like all during the movie, you hear little bits of this song and you can't help but love it. Like, and then as soon as the movie was over, I'm like, oh man, I gotta listen to that whole song, you know? So that's it. The love theme from St. Elmo's Fire. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So we're into the top three. So we go to 2010. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Surprise. And I actually have two songs by this artist on my phone, but I only picked one. It's Katy Perry, and the song is Firework. God, very uplifting, Josh. Do you like do you blast it in your car and sing it out loud because it's like it's motivating you, you know? Well, actually, I think part of the reason um that all these songs are from roughly the same time period is because I was doing a lot of running outside alone during this time period, and you need good songs to pump you up while you're running to to keep to keep you motivated when you're exhausted. And so this is one of those songs. Very nice. Number two. Number two, I guess there's a little bit of a theme in mine. It's like parents' songs that I listen to, like, in my parents' car. <laughs> like, here's another one from 1978, and it's Barry Manilow, <laughs> and the song is Ready to Take a Chance. Now, I have three Barry Manilow songs on my phone, uh, but this is my favorite. It's actually from the movie called Foul Play, uh, probably a movie that you've never seen, with Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. My parents took me to that movie, like eight years old. It's totally inappropriate. How did you get in? Well, I mean, at that time, there was like anything goes. 1978, your parents take you to a movie. No one's stopping you. So, I mean, it wasn't like X-rated or anything, but it's just like, it's an adult movie. Like, what does an eight-year-old want to see a movie about people in a relationship? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Any, so, um, yeah, Barry Manilow. So, again, still 2010, and I do have two songs by this artist on my phone. Her name is Pink, and the song I've chosen is Raise Your Glass. Oh. Another great running song, by the way. That is, first of all, I'm actually disappointed that I don't have that song on my phone because it could be in my list too. I really like that song. I don't know if you remember, but at Matthew's Bar Mitzvah, the candlelighting ceremony. Of course, yes. So the DJ asked us to pick like a song for each person that was going to light a candle. Right. I think for you it was One Shining Moment. I don't remember which song you picked. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. But the last candle is One Candle with All the Friends. 
like all his his 12 13 year old friends mm-hmm. and the song that we chose was Razor Glass that's that's a song that they played for all the friends it's nice. really a great song yeah. yeah number 1 all right we made it to number 1 oh boy oh boy so uh, i'm just going to tell you my number 1 it's wham <laughs> wake me up before it- you go no, Freedom from 1984. That's a good song. This is perfect for this list. Now, I have a few Wham! songs on my phone, and I have a few George Michael songs on my phone, but they didn't make it on to into my rotation maybe till maybe five years ago. Like, well, obviously, George Michael died, right? And there was a bit of an awareness about his music, and I never gave two thoughts to George Michael or Wham! Like, honestly, if George Michael came on the radio, I'd change the station, you know? But... I started to listen to his music and it started because of this, you know, this, I told you about this thing. There's this YouTube channel called choir, choir, choir. I don't think you've mentioned this. No. Okay. So it's, it takes place in Toronto. It's a bar. It takes place at a bar in Toronto. Um, Anybody can go. I think they charge you a very small admission fee and they have like a couple of musicians on stage, but everybody in the place, like a hundred people sing the song, like a giant choir. Right? I, I've heard of this. I, I mean, I, right. I mean, there's a few of these in Toronto. Yeah, there's probably so, all over the world, not just Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one's really popular. Like the they they have like a huge YouTube following. So the, one of their first songs, or one of their most popular songs, when you look on their YouTube channel, is this song "Freedom" by Wham. And when you when I heard it, them singing it, the choir singing it. I was like, man, this is actually a really, really great song. I never paid attention to it. And then because of that, I went back and listened to a whole bunch of George Michael and Wham music, and I kind of got into it. Actually, Careless Whisper was going to be maybe number one on my list, but I ch- I chose to just have one song by like particular artist, so I, I went with Freedom because I think it's like maybe the better song. So Good call. I can't wait to hear your number one. So again, before I tell you what it is, I think of all the ones I named – I'm sure you were surprised to hear some of them, but I think you're going to be more surprised by this one than all the others, which is why I've put it at number one. You have Rihanna, Pink, Katy Perry. So like, I don't know if you're going to surprise me, although I'm surprised that there's no Michael Jackson on your list, but I don't have any Michael Jackson on my phone. I have Michael Jackson cover songs on my phone Uh, done by alternative bands. Right, 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 right. Okay. Anyways, let's hear your number one. So this one's from 2011 and it's Good Feeling by Flo Rida. That's a perfect song for you. Like, like just know because you describe the, uh, like, that you want a song when you're running, right? Like, for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Josh. <laughs> like, I you, love you would never guess that there's a song by Flo Rida on my phone. You would never guess it's that impo- in a million years. Impossible. 
impossible. I was waiting. I was wondering if you were going to have a song by Big Boy. Or or is it or is it Big Bois? Big Bois, Big Bois. Yeah, I guess not, right? Yeah. No, I don't have any. You know what's a sign of a good episode when we do a good episode? What? My face is hurting because I'm smiling the whole time. That's true. That's a good point. Right? So it's really like, it's a good, it's really great. Like I, I really enjoyed listing off those songs. That was really fun. The Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now for some final thoughts from the guys. I have a few things to end the episode with. I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to to talk about, but I have like a bunch of rapid fire TV notes if you if you would indulge me. I will. Absolutely. Very, very quick. Rapid fire. Go. The Americans. Yes. It's on Disney Plus, the uh, whole series. I noticed that just yesterday because, as you mentioned, I logged into your account. But, I mean, I've seen every episode. Am I going to go back and watch them all now? I don't know. Maybe. At one point during the pandemic, I wanted to go back and watch. And at that point, I had Amazon Amazon uh, streaming. And I knew it was on Amazon. And then when I went to go watch, it was gone. Like, similar to what happened to you with How I Met Your Mother. Right. So... I've been waiting to see like what's going to happen. And now suddenly, bam, it's on Disney Plus. I may go back and watch it. Okay. So are you excited to watch Ozark season four, which just was released on Netflix a few days ago? So I didn't know that it was just released. And yes, I am excited because, of course, I've been waiting for what seems like years to see season four of that show. At least a year, right? I mean, at least. More than that, I think. Now, before you get off Ozark... The way I the way I read it, and maybe I'm wrong, there's there's 14 more episodes, correct? Total of that show? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, I thought I thought I read somewhere that there's 14 total episodes and they sort of broke it up into like seven and then seven. Oh, like so too many seasons. Okay. Right. I think that's what I heard. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um and then huge news yesterday, not not for you, but for me. But the show Justified is actually coming back. They're going to, I don't know where and when, but they, they it was announced that the show Justified, which starred Timothy Oliphant, I'm a huge fan of Justified. Um, so I can't wait for that to come out. It's probably going to have to wait a year, at least for it anyways. So I don't know. Have you mentioned that to me before that show? Because I don't think mm-hmm. I've heard of it. I think I, I think it finished by the time we started doing this podcast. Like it ended more than five years ago. Okay. Know? Yeah. So since you mentioned television and since you mentioned Disney Plus, again, Mm. thanks to um, you letting me into your account, I was able Mm. to watch the last uh, the last half of the last season of How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Because you recall, I got I got screwed by Netflix. Yeah, I didn't really get screwed by Netflix, but I wasn't able to watch the last half of the last season. But now I finally did this week. And uh, it's interesting because I had seen it when it was on television live, whatever, 10 years ago. I don't know how long it was now. Yeah. Maybe seven years ago. And it's almost as if I completely forgot everything that I saw seven years ago because it was all new to me. Right. It was very strange. I was watching How I Met Your Mother this morning before we recorded. (laughs) Which episode? I I just continued from the one that you recommended. So I'm in the second to last season. And I'm just going to watch to the end now. 
and see see what happens because I n- n- never really saw the ending. Okay. Yeah. I have one more TV uh, suggestion for you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a fan of uh, ESPN 30 for 30. Right. And there are way more than 30 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I watched one recently on television. It's an old one. I think it's five years old, but I just watched it about a week ago. It's called Of Miracles and Men. It's about the 1980 hockey tournament, Olympic hockey tournament, which obviously you you recall that USA upset the Russians. Yeah. But it's not from the American perspective. It's from the Russian perspective. So it's very, very interesting. And I highly recommend that you watch it. Wow. I got to watch that. It's, that it's, sounds amazing. It's excellent. It's it's not new. It's again, it's at least five years old, maybe even older. Do they interview players from the Russian team? Yes, yes, absolutely. And the coach Tikhonov, or is he dead? Not the coach. No, I, oh. I mean I don't know. Is he even still alive? Well, that's it. I don't know. Like I don't know. That's that's fun. I'm gonna. Uh, that sounds really good. I'm gonna definitely watch that. Yeah, it's a good one. I have one more note. Please, Dave Van Horn has announced his retirement. Oh, that's unfortunate. He was like yeah. one of the best, if not the best play-by-play announcer of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, throwing back, I can put a link to our favorite announcer episode where we definitely mentioned him. Um, so just want to wish him a uh, happy retirement. And like when anyone ever asked me about Dave Van Horn, the first thing I said, and I put it on Twitter yesterday, he was the sound of our summers. Like this is what we did. We listened to the expos on the radio with Dave Van Horn, you know? He absolutely was. All right. Great episode. Like I said, I smiled thoroughly throughout our lists. And uh, I don't know what the next topic is going to be. We'll have to decide on one. (laughs) Right. We don't disclose that in advance now. We don't disclose it because we don't know. (laughs) Because we don't know and we also don't want to paint ourselves into a corner. Right. But all that being said, I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week.